I, I've never actually watched much of the show, but here we go. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed, and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's Appa, a rewatch podcast of the greatest show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Joyce. I'm Justin. And I'm Anand. And this week, we want to give a special shout out to our friend Dan, who read the intro. This is episode 27 of our podcast, where we'll be discussing the chase. So let's just get into the first scene. Um, and that would be me describing the first scene. So the first scene is Appa shedding because it's springtime and Katara does not like the Appa shedding. She's like, blah, what is all this stuff? And Aang says, it's just a part of spring. Yeah, I love this scene because then he says, you know, rebirth, flowers blooming. And then this small blue jay lands on his head and he seems like a Disney princess in this shot. Um, more Disney references. Uh, yeah, this is a little strange, but and I've noticed this a couple times, but in this shot, his face looks a lot like Ty Lee's for a reason. Some reason I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know. Oh, I think wow. it's the big doe eyes. Wow. I can see it a little. I need to rewatch immediately. I don't know. I feel like they give off similar energies. Yeah, in a Aang's way. Aura is also pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then Sokka makes a wig out of all the uh, Oppa's hair, and Aang makes a beard. And I just thought, wow, it's the return of Bonzu Pippin Padalopsicopolis. Well done. Yeah. He just loves uh, fashioning things out of Aang's fur. Um, and then Katara is not amused and says, I'm just glad we finally have another girl in the group because you two are disgusting. And then Toph enters the scene and says, excuse me, does anyone have a razor? Because I've got some hairy pits. Um, and yeah. Cool. Another comment I just want to make in this scene, uh, when Aang has to set up his tent, he like air bends it up. And I don't know, it's just like that small attention to detail. It's like the world building that I find really cool or like mm. anywhere it's convenient to bend, like people do it. Like if I could bend, I would definitely find so many shortcuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. cool. So in the next scene, uh, they start setting up camp. Aang starts setting up with airbending uh, while Sokka gathers firewood and Katara is just kind of, you know, decking around in the back, playing with some water. <laughs> it's really unclear what she's doing. Um, and then it cuts to Toph leaning against a rock, just chilling. And she's sitting there and kind of like, it seems like she's like either like picking on something between her teeth or like, you know, there's like a thing in her mouth and it kind of remind, reminded me of Jet. Uh, mm -hmm. which is, you know, pretty cool homage there. But anyway, Katara tells Toph, usually when setting up camp, we try to divide up the work. You know, it was just kind of rich coming from someone who was just playing with water. Um, <laughs> but then Toph says, Katara, I'm fine. I can carry my own weight. I don't need a fire. I've already collected my own food. And look, my tent's all set up. And then she like earth bends like a really poorly made tent. And mm -hmm. Katara says, 
Well, that's great for you, but we still need to finish. And Toph cuts her off by saying, I don't understand what's the problem here. Um, and this sets up the main uh, problem that <laughs> this episode tackles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Not too subtle about it at that. Um, so it cuts to the evening and Toph is just chilling in her earth tent and Katara and Sokka are in their tents, and then Aang is sleeping on Appa. Yeah, and I just thought, oh wow, that means Aang helps to set up the tent for the rest of his team, and he doesn't even sleep in the tent, which is wow. very nice. Also, it's just adorable that Aang is sleeping on Appa. Um, and, you know, I just thought, Toph, like, you gotta get on board. Like, look at Aang being so selfless for the team. Like, I don't know. That's why he's bad at earthbending. Oh, it's not selfish yeah, enough, you're right. You know? You're right. Well, selfishness isn't even like a characteristic necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Just stubborn. Just stubborn in her ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but it's lucky Toph is around because she pokes her head out of her tent and says that she's sensing vibrations in the earth and says that there's something coming toward us. It feels like an avalanche, but also not an avalanche. <laughs> so very wise words from Toph, but they decide to leave wisely. And then we cut to the tank train that's in rapid pursuit of Team Avatar and is very menacing looking. Yeah, no, it's a cool uh, contraption. I wasn't sure what it was before doing research, but it's a combination between a tank and a train. <laughs> so it can like barrel through like all terrains and like nonstop, like mm. really fast, can travel for long distances. So. Um, yeah, obviously they're going to catch up to them eventually. Um, but yeah, anyways, they take off um, and they land at their next campsite. And Katara and Toph have yet another tiff. And Toph says, look, I didn't ask you to help unload my stuff. Like, you know, as they're arguing about, you know, teamwork and stuff. And I thought one thing that was interesting in this little interaction between Katara and Toph is that she doesn't make eye contact with Katara like at all the whole time. Hmm. Um, and I just thought... Is it because she's rude or is this a trait of her blindness? You know, mm -hmm. the fact that it doesn't matter. I mean, well, she can clearly hear where people are talking to her from. So I think in this case, it's a little bit of a show of disrespect because they're obviously in a fight. Yeah. Um, so that thought just occurred to me. And then Katara says, that's not the point. Ever since you joined us, you've been nothing but selfish and unhelpful. And Toph says, what? And she just shrieks it. And it's really funny. And she goes, Look here, sugar queen. I gave up everything I had so that I could teach Aang earthbending. So don't you talk to me about being selfish. And she's also pointing at Katara, but not making eye contact. And, you know, I just thought it's really rude to point. So Toph has clearly not learned any manners or rather she's like, you know, rebelling against her upbringing, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, yeah, that's like, I think one of the points of this episode is you see Toph really, um, rebelling and trying to like rebelling against her upbringing but then and trying to be like hyper independent because of the fact that she was like so coddled mm -hmm. um and not wanting to be cooperative which i read online is the polar opposite of katara which is so mm -hmm. it's cool that they choose the, uh, them two to be the central conflict um and it's cool that they use that to explore what it's like to bring in a new person into the group you know <laughs> mm -hmm. so they're experts by the time zuko joins Exactly, exactly. Um, and then Toph earthbends herself into her tent again and slams the door basically in Katara's face. And then she says, did, did, did you just slam the door in my face? How can you be so infuriating? 
and there's this like hilarious animation of Katara outside the tent. Um, these fights are pretty funny. And then Aang tries to tell both of them to calm down, and Katara says, "Both? I'm completely calm." <laughs> uh, which is like the funniest moment in this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate uh, the animations <laughs> here. I think. Um, this is a completely different style than we've seen before. And like her eyes are like bulging out. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me a lot more of like Nickelodeon's actual animation style than, you know, the rest of Avatar. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Another comment I want to make here. Um, uh, it's funny that Toph says, like, I gave up everything so that I could teach Aang earthbending. I don't know. The episode kind of made it seem like she, like they got her out of like a shitty situation and she like didn't even yeah. want to be at home. So that's I, I, true. I that's, that's totally true. Actually. Yeah. She <laughs> kind of did it for her own selfish reasons and using that as a like weapon against Katara. Here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Well, you know, Katara doesn't, she, she doesn't really give her a break because of the next scene when they're trying to sleep, uh, Katara <laughs> is pouting and they're all, you know, trying to sleep. They're lying on the ground and she says, the stars are sure beautiful tonight. Too bad you can't see them, Toph. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Way to yeah. just bully the like the disabled blind girl. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. For the longest time, I didn't even like get that like totally because I always thought she was just under her earth tent. And it was only like very recently that I like connected the dots. Oh, she is in her tent. She's in her tent. Because I wrote blind joke or tent joke. Yeah. <laughs> the fact I, that I always not. thought it was just a tent joke, but like, <laughs> you know, clearly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. Anand is too innocent. Yeah, too innocent. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, and, and, and then, you know, there's no coming back from that. So Toph just like, <laughs> she just gets physical. She earth bends uh, this like mini earthquake towards Katara. And of course, our comedic relief Sokka gets knocked into the air. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then uh, after a moment of levity, Toph like detects that the trank teen is coming. She says the thing is back and then they have to go on the run again. Indeed. Uh, so they escape again, and this time they resettle on this mountain cliffside area that is so remote and far away. Uh, they think there's no way it could follow them there. Uh, they're just discussing about what's going on. And Aang says, come on, guys, there's something after us, and we don't even know what or who it is. And Tyra says, it could be Zuko. We haven't seen him since the North Pole. And Toph like, who's Zuko? And Sokka says, oh, just some angry freak with a ponytail who's tracked us all over the world. <laughs> anyway, whoever's chasing us, they couldn't have followed us here. And yeah, I thought this this was cute because it fills Toph in on who Zuko is and mm-hmm. in a way that's like funny and yeah. kind of witty. And it shows how, yeah, Toph is a new member of the group and she's learning things on the fly. And mm-hmm. It was a good moment. Mm-hmm. But yet again, the tank train is in pursuit. And this time it's Momo who senses that the train mm-hmm. is on the way. Mm-hmm. Momo starts freaking out and they decide to get out of here. And meanwhile... Uh, Azula and the squad emerge from the train on their animals, which are mongoose lizards. Crazy combination there. Mm-hmm. Crazy looking animals. And they start going after the the gang and Azula shoots lightning at them. But the gang is able to escape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the team is flying away yet again after escaping from Ozai's angels. And uh, everyone is getting sleepy. Er. 
even Appa at this point is starting to get sleepy. And just a fun fact about the design of the characters in this episode. So like Justin was saying before, they it's cool because we see the characters go through and experience such different emotions in this episode um, compared to like previous episodes. First, they're getting sleep deprived, which we've never seen. Um, and also, yeah, like Katara gets so much angrier than she has before and all these different emotions. So there's this design uh, term called an SPC, which stands for special pose or costume of a character. And um, the designers had a lot of fun doing different SPCs on the main characters because they had to do different designs for making them all look tired um, with like their under eye bags and all this mm. stuff. So um, I think it was a seemed like a fun exercise, I guess. Um, but anyways, as they're leaving, Toph is like, I still think we could have taken them. And I just thought this was also an interesting comment and also kind of alludes to the fact that she hasn't been on the team for that long. So she has mm -hmm. no idea who Team Avatar is up against and like doesn't know how insane Azula and like these other girls are. Um, and then Katara tries to explain, are you crazy? The crazy blue firebending and the flying daggers are bad enough. But the last time we saw them, one of those girls did something that took my bending away. That's scary. Yeah. It's interesting here that Katara is very scared of, of losing, losing her bending. It just reminded me, I don't want to give too much away, but in Korra, there is something about taking bending away, which <laughs> is related to a certain form of bending, which... Katara knows a lot about, mm -hmm. and I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think of our previous conversation about bending and identity. Uh, well, I guess we already knew that kind of about Katara. I think it was like the um, Haru episode. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, I think Katara is probably the most frightened by this. Yeah. This like potential to lose her bending. Yeah. Um, and now we see Zuko for the first time since Zuko alone. Um, and he's actually tailing the tank train and following its tracks. So as we know, this episode is called The Chase. Now, most obviously, it's Team Azula pursuing Team Avatar. But we see it's Zuko that's actually chasing his sister, Azula. Yeah. So, very layered. And I might say, I'll just say it here, we see not only is it Zuko pursuing Azula, it's also Uncle Iroh who's tracking Zuko. I know. It's so, actually kind of crazy. It's crazy. crazy. I definitely didn't re see this on my first watch of the episode many years ago. It's Iroh tracking minors again, you know. When will this menace stop? No! <laughs> stop with this Iroh schmear campaign. <laughs> <laughs> So in the next scene, uh, things start to get a little dicey because Appa starts descending in the air because he's getting very drowsy. And then they start having an argument. And Toph basically says, besides, if there's anyone else to blame, it's Shetty over here. And then Aang responds, what? You're blaming Appa? And then Toph says, yeah, you want to know how they keep finding us? He's leaving a trail everywhere we go. And then Aang says, how dare you blame Abba? He saved your life three times today. If there's anyone to blame, it's you. You're always talking about carrying your own weight, but you're not. He is. Abba is carrying your weight. He has never had a problem when it was just the three of us. Yeah, and ooh, Aang <laughs> out here with the harshest words of all. Mm -hmm. Although the blind joke was a little harsh too. <laughs> um, and... I know, I guess it made me, it was a nice moment uh, where you see Aang and Appa's tight bond. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we see that relationship develop a lot through this season. And it makes it 
that much more sad when Appa gets taken mm. because he's so defensive of him. Um, and yeah, you see a little bit of that starting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. So in the next scene, uh, Katara, you know, has kind of gotten over op- uh, Toph leaving, and they're <laughs> <laughs> they, they've moved on to having car service on Appa, and they're just trying to clean him and shed all of his fur into the river. Yeah, and I read this online that this is Appa's first bath. Maybe. And it's also his first time shedding fur in over a hundred years. Because if he sheds every <laughs> spring, then he missed all the springs where he was an iceberg with Aang. So he's finally getting a little love for his uh, coat. Massive shed. <laughs> nice. Indeed. Um, and then Aang decides to collect the fur that Appa is shedding and make a fake trail. So he leaves off in one direction and Sokka and Katara fly off in another direction. Uh, then it cuts to Toph alone uh, and she's just wandering <laughs> through the forest uh, like little blind girls do. Um, and then she sent to someone and Earth bends them up and turns out it's Uncle Iroh. Yay! Iroh. Yeah. So here he is, you know, sneaking up on more underage girls. It's just really, it's just, you know, th- moment after moment. Anyways, not even going to engage in this <laughs> dialogue. Um, just kidding. But also. Okay. To be fair, Iroh is like in the bushes, like, like laying on the ground. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> you know, he's just resting. Was he resting or was he spying? Mm. Mm. Actually, Mm. yeah, maybe this requires a rewatch. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, But yeah, the next scene is Azula squad, Ozai's angels, and they find Appa's fur in the river. And Azula's like, the Avatar is trying to give us the slip. You two head in that (laughs) direction and keep your eye out for the bison. I'll follow this trail. All right. I, I just have to say, like, what? How does she know? Like, so what? So there's some random branches that are broken in the trees. Um, I don't know. This this is a little hard to believe. It's like tree ex machina. Yeah, I had the same question. I was like, am I missing something? Like, how did she figure this out? Um, but I guess I read online that, yeah, it was because, like, those branches, stray branches indicated that, like, Appa fell asleep. They probably saw Appa dip from the sky right if they were chasing them the whole time and then i don't know Maybe. i guess this trail went in the other direction but i think I the know, trail the trail might have been a little too neat that it looked suspicious that's what i always thought oh interesting like, the trail itself looked suspicious so then she looked for other things and oh. saw this and was like ah yeah but, zula's yeah. a genius yeah. i think that's just what we need to accept <laughs> um she's all-knowing um yeah and so azula decides to go after ang and she tells may and tylee to go after you know down the the other way um and then we see ang all by himself and he is flying into this ghost town um and i thought this was a really cool scene because we get a lot of western vibes again you know mm-hmm. he's the lone stranger wandering into this town the music is a little it almost felt blue spirity to me but it was like the the wind pipes and stuff or or I, I don't know what you would call them um and you know the sun like the coloring is like very afternoon like heat summer you can like feel the heat uh in this town mm-hmm. it was just really cool visually um and then he finishes his trail and he just decides to sit there and wait for his enemy i guess i don't know why he does this but 
<laughs> I, I completely understand, you know, like you pull an all nighter before the final, you finish studying like three hours before and you just go to the classroom and you sit in peace until you have to yeah. take the final. That's true. You like, you know, you're about to get wrecked. So yeah. you're just like, there's yeah. nothing else I can do at this point. You know, you're just like, I'll just bomb this test. That's fine. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, I guess, yeah, it is a moment for him to just rest. Like finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and then meanwhile we flash back to Katara and Sokka, and they're flying on Opera right now. And Sokka comments, Tofkin made it too far. And then Momo starts screeching because he sees Mei and Tylee approaching. Yeah, and I thought the lighting here was also very golden. Hashtag golden hour. Tylee can get some pics for the gram. Um, but yeah, I just love the attention to detail with the day, like time of day and the seasons that they always do with the um, lighting. Yeah, and Sokka and Katara try to will Appa to go faster to make it across the river because uh, he's quickly descending because he's so tired. Uh, and then they just make it across the river and they're happy because they made it across the river and there's no way May and Tylee can reach them. And then <laughs> May and Tylee on their mongoose lizards just dash into the water and we see the mongoose lizards like tiptoeing on the water. <laughs> it's just hilarious and these things are so overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, there's a real lizard called the green basilisk lizard, which can also run across water. Um, and their moniker is the G the Jesus Christ lizard. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. The Jesus yeah. Christ mongoose lizards. But I, I highly recommend you watch a video because they look uh, terrifyingly similar to these mongoose lizards. Wow. Ooh, cool. Sounds scary. Yeah, they, they even run on two legs as well. Oh, that's so weird. That is weird. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Talion may make it across and they start fighting Katara and Sokka. And Katara tries water bending against Tylee, but Tylee dances around her and is able to chi block her. So Katara is not able to bend anymore. Meanwhile, May is fighting Sokka. Uh, and then Tylee just comes in and hits Sokka in a couple of places and turns him into this noodle guy and then <laughs> she tries to knock him on the head but then it doesn't work yeah, yeah. uh I, I love how they make his head it's just this dense dark object that yeah, can, yeah. cannot be chi blocked <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then once again we see may's precise uh throwing knives mm -hmm. that don't hit katara but hit the sleeve of her like sleeve against the tree which is just an insane target to hit uh but yeah they do that and then they have them pinned down and may's like i thought when tylee and i finally caught you guys it would be more exciting oh well victory is boring <laughs> so the real story here is that may just could have you know won the war for the fire nation <laughs> <laughs> wait that's so funny yes oh my god She's yeah, held the power all along. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, that's too boring. She, she wants care. chaos. Yeah. Yeah. May's actually the puppeteer behind everything. And she saw the tides turning, which is why she she hooked up with Zuko. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. So what she doesn't expect, though, is Appa. And then Appa just comes in and destroys both of them, slaps them both into the river, and they win once again. And Sokka's like, thanks, Appa. I don't know what we'd do without you. Because, yeah, what would you do without Appa? You would have been dead like 500 times. Yeah. 
Uh, finally, he's appreciating Appa. Yeah, but at least a little bit. A little bit. Only when he Appa. It's only transactional. <laughs> he doesn't actually love Appa. Yeah. The way in a in a truly pure way. Yeah, and then Tylee and May are drying off, and then Tylee's like, "Was it just me, or was that guy kind of cute?" It's more romance for <laughs> Joyce. Yeah, so I can already tell this is going to be a plus two modifier to Joyce's score. Um, <laughs> cool. So in the next scene, we have Toph and Iroh. And Toph is enjoying some tea made by Iroh. And then Iroh says, you seem a little too young to be traveling alone. And then Toph says, you seem a little too old. I don't know. She kind of has a point, you know, like this old stranger is creeping on her. And then Toph says, I know what you're thinking. I look like I can't handle being by myself. You wouldn't even let me pour my own cup of tea. And then Iroh says, I poured your tea because I wanted to and for no other reason. And then Toph is like, people see me and think I'm weak. They want to take care of me, but I can take care of myself by myself. And then Iroh says, you sound like my nephew, always <laughs> thinking you need to do things on your own without anyone's support. There is nothing wrong with letting people love you help you. Not that I love you. Well, I just met you. And then Toph says, <laughs> so where is your nephew? And then Iroh says, I've been tracking him, actually. And then Toph asks, is he lost? And then Iroh says, yes, a little bit. His life has been recently changed and he's going through a very difficult time. He's trying to figure out who he is, and he went away. I know he doesn't want me around right now, but if he needs me, I'll be there. And then Toph says, your nephew is very lucky, even if he doesn't know it. Thank you. And then Iroh says, my pleasure. Sharing tea with a fascinating stranger is one of life's true delights. And then Toph says, no, thank you for what you said. It helped me. Oh, and about your nephew, maybe you should tell him you need him too. Oh, so yeah, I think um, this takes on new meaning considering our last discussion from Zuko alone, where we found out about Liu Ten's death and how him taking, Zuko, like taking Zuko in like his own, probably helped him cope with Liu Ten's death. Mm. Um, but also, I just thought that this was this wisdom probably came from Toph wishing that her parents needed her too. Um, because oh, she could yeah. like she knew that she could do so much more and be there and maybe like even protect her family, you know, but mm. her parents just always looked at her as if she was a nothing like useless girl. Like they let, loved her, I think, mm -hmm. you know, but still like didn't need her, quote unquote. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And this act of kindness inadvertently started the tea shop. <laughs> That's true, where he can have tea with tons of strangers. Yeah. Um, cool. So the next scene is the showdown at high noon. So Azula gets to where Aang is and then she's like, hello, hello. Like, you know, they do their, <laughs> they exchange um, pleasantries. And then, oh, there's this like funny part where Azula is like, do you see the resemblance? Hi, I must restore my honor. And so like, she's just basically like bantering with herself because Aang is not really responding to her because he's like dead tired. One cinema sin I noticed is all the fur disappears. So there's a trail of fur, mm. um, but then all of it goes away when we start to see 
the showdown. Mm -hmm. And then Zuko appears out of thin air and says, yes, I really do. Um, And then, wow, it's crazy. It's the first rematch since when they fought on the boat. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's pretty exciting. And Aang is like really shocked. And Azula is like, I was wondering when you'd show up, Zuzu. And Aang chuckles and he's like, (laughs) Zuzu or something. And then Zuko's like, back off, Azula. He's mine. And I just thought... I don't know, I was kind of thinking about Zuko's state of mind here, and I thought, oh, this is a regression because he tried to be nice at the end of Zuko alone, and then nobody really accepted him still, so he's kind of regressed back to what he knows, which is to capture the Avatar, which is likely why he was just trailing Azula this whole time, because he knew that Azula would be chasing Aang. So then Azula says, I'm not going anywhere. And then the three of them are at a standstill, just waiting to see who will strike first with Zuko in the middle and Aang and Azula on his either side. And they're like, he's like eyeing both of them, doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I just really love these vibes, like the whole Western town and it's like a Mexican standoff. They're all three of them looking at each other and no one knows who's going to strike who first. And it's very cool. The following fight scene is also really well choreographed. But it also reminded me of the season finale when they're underground. And once again, it's kind of the Mexican standoff between Zuko, Azula, and mm, Aang. Mm-hmm. There, it's uh, Zuko who takes the first shot. But yeah, it's just interesting. It comes back again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Azula strikes first at Zuko. Um, and then this whole fighting sequence begins where, you know, Zuko fights back um, at Azula and, uh, you know, out. It's really, really amazing to watch. Um, Apparently, it was very, very difficult to animate because you have to have all three of them and, like, be very aware of where they all are in space at any given time and include them all in, like, the shots and, and, like, have them engage with, like, both the other people. And it's, like, really cool to watch. Um, But then at one point, like, Aang is getting cornered and then Azula's about to deal the final blow and then Katara gets in the fight, Sokka gets in the fight, Toph gets in the fight. Uh, Iroh shows up after Zuko gets struck down and he's like, get up. Um, And then eventually Azula gets cornered and says, well, look at this. Enemies and traitors all working together. I'm done. I know when I've been beaten. You got me. A princess surrenders with honor. And Iroh like does a side eye at Toph standing side by side with Team Avatar. And he like puts it together that she was with them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Azula sees that Iroh is distracted for a minute and shoots a blast of fire at Iroh, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, really dishonorable. You know, here we see precisely how much less honorable than Zuko she is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, of course, it reminds me of how... Um, when she knows she's beat in season three mm-hmm. finale, she chooses to resort to this same cheap trick when she fires lightning at Katara. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, the girl has like no, like no bar. I don't know, <laughs> like no no dignity. I guess. Um, no honor. Honor. No honor. No honor. Hmm. Um, and then Zuko yells in horror and it's very heartbreaking and Azula and, and the rest of them all bend at Azula and like kind of in the uh, in the smoke, in the madness, whatever, she disappears uh, as they bend all four elements at her. Yeah. So this is the first time we see all four elements attacking the same target. Mm-hmm. I think the only other time it happens is in the season three finale when Aang is in the Avatar state. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's not true. 
Oh, really? Yeah. At the beginning of season two, we have the sage bending all four elements at Aang to produce mud. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Just like when he dumps the all the stuff. <laughs> oh my god, that's so uh, funny. That's funny. Wow, amazing. You're right. They really you should call all these people out on the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um yeah, but then Zuko is, you know, shielding his wounded uncle and he's like groaning. And then Zuko says, get away from us. And Toph looks really sad, obviously, because she's also had this connection with Iroh. Like everyone always cares about Iroh, you know, mm. um, <laughs> it's kind of bringing them together almost. And Katar says, Zuko, I can help. And then Zuko goes after a moment. Maybe he's contemplating. I don't know. He goes, <laughs> and it's actually so scary. It like made me jump. Like I, I don't know if he had that jump. many voice breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was really jarring. It was really heartbreaking. And um, yeah, just the way they pan out of the scene with Iroh on the ground, Zuko kneeling before him, and then the fire in the background. It almost seems like it's like a cremation of his body. Whoa. Whoa. Dark. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So why is it that Zuko doesn't want Katara to help? Well, she told him she can help. <laughs> yeah, but like, what does that mean? <laughs> is it just because he doesn't trust them? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Unfortunate. He could have joined Team Avatar now. Yeah. That was what some people were saying was like, oh, you know, Azula just took a shot at Uncle. Like, he should feel so angry that mm. he realizes Common that. enemy unites yeah. them. But not quite. Not quite. Not, he's not ready. Yeah. He hasn't gone to uh, Ba Sing Se and had his first crush yet, you know. <laughs> So the last scene right after this image of Iroh being cremated, it cuts to um, <laughs> Team Avatar uh, flying on Appa. Um, just the thing I want to note, uh, all of Team Avatar's sound asleep and Appa is the sole tank going on in the night, just finding his own place to fall asleep in. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, no one directing him. Wow. Abba really just could have taken them anywhere. <laughs> like they, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, he should have taken them to a vacation spot or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's everything that happens in this episode. So let's get on to ratings. All right. I am going to give this episode a six. I really like the last, let's say, eight minutes of the episode. I really like Toph and Iroh's meeting. It's just a very unlikely meeting between like two unlikely characters you wouldn't think meet, but they have a just really pleasant conversation and both of them kind of get to shine a little bit. I really like that moment. I really like the Mexican standoff and the fight that follows. It's just awesome. Um, so it's like this, that part of the episode is like an eight in my book. And then the first half of the episode is like a three in my book because <laughs> I get that Toph is a new member of the gang and that's cool, but, uh, I don't know, it gets a little boring and tired and, and it's not very subtle about what's going on. So I'm kind of bored by the first half of the, but that last part is awesome. So I'm going to settle to a six. Yeah, I think I give it a four. I don't know if the end of the episode is enough to make up for the rest of it. Uh, the first third of the episode where it's just Toph and Katara having a fight 
I appreciate that it's world building. It's building up this like tension between Katara and Toph that I think eventually has like a pretty satisfying resolution when Ing learns to Earthbend. I, I just think it, it seems very forced here. It's like not very compelling narratively. It's kind of annoying to watch, actually. I don't know if that's what they're going for. It doesn't seem like it. Um, and then the middle of the episode where they're just running away. I don't know. Um, it feels not frustrating, but like there's not much agency Team Avatar has mm -hmm. here and not much interesting mm -hmm. that's going on. I feel like it could almost have been skipped. It feels like a little bit like a lot like filler. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it it's quite possible that like all the animation time like went into like the last third of this episode, which is like very believable because like fantastic, as Anand has said. Um, yeah. Yeah, my feeling so like my interpretation is like the last third of this episode was just like supposed to be the ending of Zuko alone, but they just didn't have enough resources. So the first third was just like the rest of season two, you know, like kind of fluff, kind of eh. So, you know, mm. it's a four. I appreciate your take. Almost makes me want to change my reading, but I'll also give it a six. Um, but I, I totally agree. I thought I was definitely annoyed. Uh, I get that they're sleep deprived and I kind of read some things that were like, yeah, you know, this is you seeing them getting pushed to their limits of like, you know, an all nighter. And they're mm -hmm. they're literally just trying to sleep. There's nothing else that's driving them in this episode other than this like kind of boring goal, which I think is the reason why most of it is boring. Um, but I guess it's meant to kind of build up to this ending. But I think the ending is just like way better than the rest of it. And it does, yeah, the rest of it doesn't serve it that well um yeah the top and iris scene is really sweet and the fight scene is dope and yeah that's why i give it a six i think i think the fight scene is like cooler than i remember it and like kind of the last third of the episode is like yeah just a lot better than i remember so that's probably why i give it an above average because i had pretty low expectations <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that concludes this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Chase. As always, we release on WhatsApp on Wednesday, so we'll see you next episode for our discussion of Bitter Work. If you want to stay up to date on when we release or submit thoughts or questions, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at what's underscore appa, like our Facebook page, or you can email us at whatsappapod at gmail.com. Also, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, be sure to hit us with a five-star rating. Thanks again, and see you next time. Bye! Bye. Flamio, Hotman.